On today's episode of Sports Medicine Weekly, Dr. Brian Cole and I discuss tearing a muscle while running a straight line to first base with no contact. How could that happen? It happened to White Sox outfielder Luis Roberts. We find out he will not require surgery as part of the recovery and healing process for a grade three strain of his right hip flexor. My question for Dr. Cole, among others, um, some reported as a tear, others as a grade three strain. Is there a difference? This is Sports Medicine Weekly, and we thank our sponsors among them. It is Rush Physical Therapy. Warm weather is here. Time to get outside. Enjoy your favorite activities. Spend precious time with family and friends. Aches, pains, or an injury should not be part of the memories you're making. The therapists at Rush Physical Therapy here for you. With more than 60 locations throughout greater Chicagoland, Rush's clinical experts will get you back to life. Go to RushPT.com today to schedule an appointment. Not sure if physical therapy is right for you? You can request a complimentary consultation and discover the power of Rush physical therapy today. Vericell develops, manufactures, and markets cytologous cell-based therapies for patients with serious diseases and conditions. For more information about their products, visit vcell.com. So Dr. Cole, uh, interesting stuff here with White Sox outfielder Luis Robert happened uh, a little while ago, but we're finding out more now. First, they said surgery is required. He's out for four months. And then they say, well, you know what? He can just heal on himself after consult- uh, consultations with a number of specialists. Rest and rehabilitation would be the appropriate course of action for a full recovery. So uh, is that a sign of good news when you don't need surgery? Well, I, I think, you know, on the one hand, no surgery is a good surgery, right? In other words, we always like to avoid surgery whenever possible, but there are some conditions that are perfect for surgery and that solves the problem and gets an athlete back. So I think conceptually the way that I like to think about things is, does someone need treatment? So you have injury, does that lead to the need for treatment? And treatment is either non-surgical or surgical. It's really, we're in the business of making people feel better and perform at their at their highest level. So um, whether it's surgery or not, you just got to get someone back and get them back to their pre-injury status. So in this situation, it's a strain, which people, there's always this, the semantics, there's sprains and there's strains and uh, tendons are referred to as strains. So if you want to remember, Steve, the T in strain yep. is a t- tendon or muscle tendon injury is strain. Strain and tendons. And sprains are ligaments. Okay. okay. So each of them can be a tear, a sprain of a ligament, which connects bone to bone or a strain of a muscle tendon, which uh, connects uh, to a bone of, for a tendon through the muscle. So it's different. There's no c- dynamic or contract contraction of a ligament, which is sprained, like an ankle sprain. It's just a static piece of collagen that connects one piece of bone to another. An ankle sprain is actually a tear of the ligament, and there are different grades. A strain is a tear in a tendon or a muscle tendon unit. They're both tears, strains and sprains. They're just different structures. So does that make sense? Yeah, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's interesting, Dr. Cole, because when you say tear, you think the mm-hmm. worst. Let's face it, okay? And the media plays with this, although they don't know. They're not educated, I think, to know. But when you see tear, it becomes a big headline. Luis Robert tore something. When you say yes. it's a grade three strain, you you People take it down better. from you take it down from <laughs> ten to too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. It's really, and that's, and, and the, that's, that's, the, the, that's the perception of it. Yeah, it's no different to say, well, my gosh, you told me I 
I frac you didn't tell me I you didn't I, you told me I fractured this, but I didn't know it was broken. <laughs> They're the same thing. Yeah, right. You know, so a fracture and a break are the same right. thing. Right. That sounds a little Doctor more is yeah. broken, but is it fractured? Well then there's yeah. the micro so, fracture, which I first heard about with um who was the first one in the NBA that had a micro fracture tear? I think uh, it was, was Stoudemire. Amari Stoudemire. Well, he wasn't the first. It was the well, one that was that's, not that's the first. That's the first time I ever me. heard about it. It was the one that was pub yes. I covered the NBA for thirty right. years. He had a micro yeah. fracture. Everyone, oh no, that sounds like he's gone forever. And and yet, you know, we've done it yeah. on this show and everything. But it, it is interesting, yeah. though. So, um, but when you hear grade three strain, how many grades are there? Three. So oh, it's, okay. it's it's really simple, and I think and grade it, one's it is the, the simplest. Yeah. So I mean, this episode is good for for people want to sort out the concept of a strain versus. I will say a tear versus a strain, okay? It's also helpful to sort out the difference between a sprain and a strain, all mm-hmm. right? So um, it's useful because this comes up all the time. But, you know, driving the point home, we have a an elite athlete who has a strain of a muscle in the thigh, publicly reported, and the, the a grade one is something that, oh my gosh, I just tweaked my hamstring. I have a little soreness. There's no bruising. There's no deformity. You push on it, it hurts, and it gets better within two weeks. That's a grade one. You the only if you got an MRI, you might see some fluid in an area that will be that will signify microscopic tearing of the muscle, okay, or the muscle tendon. Most muscle injuries happen at the muscle tendon junction. Uh, that's just the weak link. So that's a grade one. A grade two is there's more fiber disruption of the muscle, muscle tendon junction, and it's associated with more disability, more pain, maybe swelling, some bruising, and a longer time out. A grade three is a complete disruption and or a tear. Each of those are tears in their own right, but they're just there's a it's a it's a issue of degree or severity with one being the lowest and three being the highest. However, they generally don't mean surgery in any instance just because of the location of where they occur. There are ten understand that a tendon is what attaches to a muscle and a muscle has to attach on two different sides so for example a thigh muscle takes origin off the pelvis it starts on the pelvis it quickly turns into muscle and then it ends up at tendon uh, at the level of the knee may say the kneecap in this instance so a muscle motors a joint it moves the joint through an arc of motion or rotation in the shoulder for example so it has to be a fixed entity that contracts in between like a rubber band so it takes origin off one bony element and it inserts on another bony element and in between is the muscle does that make sense sure so it's like a spring that's attaches that it's attached at two different points and the challenge with muscle injury is that it typically happens either in the substance or close to the muscle tendon junction. Muscle injuries happen most commonly when there's something called a, a eccentric load. The muscle is contracting and yet it's being pulled at the same time. So you can imagine, for example, when you're running and you actively extend your leg, it's lengthening but you're contracting it at the same time which is an awful physique we're not we're just not built for that so these really large muscles may not have the tenacity to hold up under severe forces and you get an injury and what happens is at the during the act of contracting while it's being pulled to lengthen at the same time the muscle fails and it tears and it most commonly tears at the junction between the transition of the contractile portion, which is the muscle, and the static portion, which is the tendon, just before it inserts on the bone. I mean, hopefully that makes sense to you. It so, does. Well, okay, let me, so it's like a spring that fails. Right. Eccentric load, tendons attached to muscle, eccentric load pulled and contracting, right? 
That's correct. Okay, but let me. So, some writer wrote about Luis Robert, our White Sox outfielder. It's puzzling to some that Robert could tear a muscle running a straight line to first base with no contact. The way you describe it, it's not puzzling. It's not puzzling. It's exactly what happens. Yeah. The writer's mind is puzzling because he doesn't get it. Right. But the, but the, he thinks there has to be really contact, simple. or you have to make a cut or something. Yeah, I just you know the, 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 I dealing with the media a lot. They they they. Everyone needs to be educated. Yep. This is not something that they would know out of the gates. Yes, to the layperson, and that's what I always find interesting. It is puzzling. Like, how could this happen? The guy's just running. I mean, you know, do you remember uh, Derek Rose is playing basketball. He turns left to right. And he tears his meniscus. I mean, things happen without contact. That's right. how we're built. It's it's the it's just the machine that we're all you know composed of. So this is a situation where the physiology, the act of doing an activity, which is a run overwhelms the system and you're dealing with, you know, it's like putting a Ferrari, I always use the analogy, it's like putting a Ferrari engine in a Volkswagen body, right? The engine, the, the body isn't often meant, to, it doesn't always hold up with the amount of forces that these elite athletes place and something can fail. And this is a situation where something can unpredictably fail. No matter all the training, everything we do to prevent it, it can fail. That's just how we're built. So it sounds, and, it, and it, so it is a tear, but it heals. Thankfully, these things will heal over time. These are typically not career-ending injuries. You just got to put them in their place. Just because they're not surgical doesn't mean they're not, uh, doesn't have a lot of disability associated with it. That's what I was saying initially when you said, well, good thing it's not surgical. There are some things that have short durations of time if they are surgical, which is a benefit of surgery, you know? So if you have a simple meniscus tear that's catching or or flapping, um, you know, going in with a 10-minute arthroscopy can actually trim out the meniscus, patients feel better and they're back on their feet and immediately no crutches and they're back playing their sport in three or four weeks. That's pretty gratifying. Uh, Something like this, going in and suturing a tendon or a tendon to a muscle is not gratifying. It just creates a bunch of scar and it doesn't reconstitute the uh, initial anatomy. That doesn't mean people will end up with a normal limb, but they sometimes after these muscle strains, they end up with a bump in the thigh. You can see there's some scar tissue that develops, but it the good thing is that off, it is not often associated with a lot of disability long-term. These athletes can get back and be just as they were despite the, the awful-sounding nature of this injury. All right, I want to ask you about uh, jump testing and, and maybe what you guys do with Major League players to maybe avoid these injuries. But first, uh, one of our sponsors, Karen Malkin, uh, she does such a great job uh, as a dietitian and psychology of eating coach. Uh, hopefully you've tried Karen Malkin's new protein brownie bars and superfood bars, best tasting bars on the market, certified gluten-free, paleo, no added sugar. Karen's protein brownie bars and superfood bars available on Amazon and at Karen Malkin. JRF Ortho partners with orthopedic surgeons to improve the quality of life of patients by enabling them to have an active life through the generous gift of cartilage and ligament transplantation. Please go to jrfortho.org to learn more or sign up to be a tissue donor at donatelife.net. So, Dr. Cole, what have we learned um, maybe as we wrap up this segment about uh, uh, White Sox Alfred Luis Roberts' injury other major league players, other professional players who might have a similar grade three strain in this particular instance, his right hip flexor. Um, you know, how, how can some of these things be avoided? I know you guys are doing some big research at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush with your biomechanics people. Um, is it jump testing, box jumps, broad jumps? We talked a little bit about that with the Derrick Rose injury. Uh, maybe it's uh, preparing these athletes better or recognizing deficiencies is it what it is yeah so um there's we see these injuries often early in the season 
we see it. We saw a number of them, for example, after the NFL lockout. There's uh, something about the abrupt transition from relative inactivity and deconditioning to high levels of activity. That's one. Two is fatigue. In other words, we ought, we see these when muscles fatigue, yet forces remain high, that the ability to control the limb during some very forceful activity becomes com compromised. Three, there's errors in training and correctable things that we can do and invoke, and that's the stuff that Brittany Dowling and others are working on our motion analysis to prevent injury, and that's very real. There are things we can do to prevent injury. So that's the stuff uh, that we need to be focusing on. And as I say, you know, we do great at treating. We, we're really good diagnosticians, hopefully, and make few errors. But preventing is what we're really, that's the holy grail. So this is an area that's ripe because there's so much time loss from hamstring and muscle injuries. That's the, it's really one of the number one time loss uh, activity in all of sports uh, besides a surgical problem. Uh, it's, it's in the, it, we see it a lot. We see it in every major sport, but you see it in soccer, you see it in the NBA, you see it in the NFL, um, and uh, you see it in baseball. So any place you're going to run, uh, at a high level is where you're going to see it. So our job in my mind is, well, let's do good at fixing people, but let's do even better at preventing it. And that's, I can tell you, that's one of the reasons I'm really proud to be where I am at, at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, because we we're not just there to treat patients, we're there to prevent injury. Final question for you uh, regarding um, this injury, Luis Robert, uh, right hip flexor. Uh, what does that mean? I don't know what a right hip flexor means, uh, something connected to the hip. Well, what's a flexor? Yep. Yeah, it's something that connects from the hip to the knee, and it's, it flexes the hip, basically. Okay. And it can actually extend the knee. It's a complicated muscle. The other thing we didn't talk about, it's at a pretty high level, is that muscles that cross two joints, in other words, in this case, the hip and the knee, are more likely to have a problem like this than muscles that cross one joint. I know that's a little confusing, but there are muscles that start at the hip and exert on the knee that move both the hip and the knee. That's different than, say, a muscle in the shoulder that starts takes its origin on the shoulder blade of the scapula and inserts on the shoulder of the humerus. That's just one joint. Those are less commonly strained versus muscles that cross two joints. So that's another biomechanical fact that's really interesting. Great stuff. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's Sports Medicine Weekly episode. Be sure to add the Sports Medicine Weekly podcast to your playlist on Apple and Spotify. Listen in any time, any place. Subscribe to the Sports Medicine Weekly podcast. And new Sports Medicine Weekly podcasts are shared weekly on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Finally, our thanks to Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, M-O-R. They're among the international leaders in musculoskeletal health. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush Physicians, all faculty in the Department of Orthopedic Surgery at Rush University Medical Center, currently ranked number five in orthopedics by U.S. News and World Report. They're the official team physicians for the Bulls, White Sox, and Chicago Fire Soccer Club and the Joffrey Ballet. Visit RushOrtho.com to learn more. Schedule an appointment at one of Midwest Orthopedics at Rush's convenient Chicago and West Suburban locations. For Dr. Brian Cole and our producer, Alex Soroka, I'm Steve Cashel. Thanks again for listening folks to this episode of sports medicine weekly we hope you enjoyed it